0: Hi, and pre-recorded, this is the Red Ticket Blue News Podcast. I am Brian Buckley, this is being recorded on July 30th. to Hit the internet on July 31st. This is the second podcast of the week. That's right, two podcasts in a week. I might have lost my friggin' mind. There are just so many topics, well, two main ones that I just couldn't let just pass, go through the weekend without actually jump in on other than trying, attempting, and usually failing to be funny on Twitter. The big news, the big news. It's hot, you know. That's sort of like a pastime of mine. I have to complain about the weather every time. But today is hot. It was like, and and the, the skies opened up like it was the coming of a gozer. Gozer the Traveler. He will come in one of the pre-chosen. Farms. It was. It was. It was pretty bad. It, but these are really hot days. This is. This is hot. This isn't just complaining about the summer because I want to bitch and moan. Hot. This is you know hundred freaking degrees. That's 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 no joke. Enough's enough. I am here with my beer. This is a good one. And y'all don't know about this one. Uh, this is from the Black Hog Brewery in Oxford, Connecticut. This is a uh, limited edition one. Bottle 2268 of 4000. The Disco Pig. Brown bre- Brown Brett Braggot. So check that one out if you're ever in the Oxford area. I don't know why you would be. It's the middle of fucking nowhere. But the two main things... And we'll throw some other things and We'll sprinkle in some other, other topics. But the two main things are the upholding of the suspension of Tom Brady for four games for the deflation of footballs in that scandal. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to eat some crow, as I said the whole time, that he wouldn't get anything. I kept going with that, kept going with it, kept going with it. Unfortunately, I do the same thing with stocks sometimes, even though it looks like I'm going to lose anyways. I'm going to go down with the ship, and it appears as if I did it this time, too. And the other big topic is just, you know, it's easy to jump in. It's easy, it's fun, it's kind of lazy, but it's a lot of fun, like I already said. To jump in on the Mets, but it's reached a new level of ineptitude that it's getting sad. It's, it's getting real sad, what has happened to the Mets. And I'm not talking since Bernie Madoff. I'm not talking about since the collapses in 2006 and 2007. Not 2006, 2007, 2008. I'm talking about just in the last 24 hours. So this is where we're going to start today. We're going to start with the Mets. Now, I mean, the last 24 hours for the Mets, I'm sure there are teams that have had worse things happen to them in a 24-hour span, but I don't know if I've ever seen any team have so many things happen to one organization in such a small amount of time. I don't even know that many people that get that many bad things that happen to them. I mean, maybe people that pick up animal shit at the zoo. I mean, that's pretty terrible. Uh, Like, prisoners of war. I mean, they probably go through some shit, too. But the last 24 hours for the Mets, they're indescribable. I've been sobbing in the third inning before. You to ask yourself one question. You have 24 hours to live Henry Mejia gets 162-game drug ban. I don't know anything about what's going on. Not a not a word. How much we There is no trade. what would you do? You know, I don't know. I, I know I, the options. I'm, I'm scared aren't good. where I'm going. I mean, where am I going here? You're looking I can't for one uh, out. Uh-oh. 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 Justin Upton uh-oh. to deep Tell right me center field. God, it's not gone. it's gone! Oh god. my god, it's oh, gone! Oh my god, are you kidding me? This is like a bad movie. Oh my God. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh. Hours Just think, where would you go? What would you do? What would you screw? And who would you want notify? Oh This, ass this is beer is damn die. good. This beer is damn good. I and I I personally like that montage I put together there. I thought that was pretty damn good myself as well. Uh what was I gonna say? The, I, I cheated a little bit with the Henry Mejia thing. That was actually like 48 hours ago. But think about all that. I mean, what happened last night, uh, well, not last night because you'll be listening to this the next day, what happened on third Wednesday night was just complete chaos that you didn't think a professional organization could come to. You know, the Mets have gone through so much since that Carlos Beltran three-pitch out in the NLCS, they've gone through saying they've they've gone through Omar Minaya, him firing Willie Randolph in the middle of the night on a road on a road trip, awful win, flying Ryan Church back and twice with a concussion across the country, Tony Bernazard taking his shirt off and trying to fight minor leaguers, Omar Minaya calling out uh, what's his name Adam Rubin acting as if he was begging him for a position with the Mets. The Bernie Madoff scandal. The Mets denying the Bernie Madoff scandal. The Jason Bay, everything. The Jason Bay. The Jason Bay disappointment of that enormous contract. Everything. And you thought maybe this year... They weren't sure if they were going to put it all together this year. You had all the pitchers together. Every year you say, oh, good, okay, it's all about next year. It's about next year. All of a sudden, for as much shit as people were giving the Mets this year, off of just heartbreaking losses and just nonsensical plays, and, and from Terry Collins Sandy Alderson not making moves to players doing the wrong things on the field, they're still in it. They're still in it now. But what happened in the last 24 hours, I mean, In reality, how many games are they back here? How many games are they actually back at this moment, seeing they lost today? They blew a lead, which we'll talk about. I mean, the way people talk about the Mets, you would think they were in last place. I mean, at this time right now, the Mets are only three games out of first place. Only three games. But they're giving you no reason to have any hope. They got Tyler Clippard, nice relief pitcher. That'll help. Especially seeing Henry Mejia loves steroids. He likes them more than Alex Rodriguez, I think. That's saying a lot. And Colin Cowherd is probably sticking his chest out waiting for praise and attaboy, saying that Dominican players aren't smart. Well, maybe not Dominican play maybe Dominican players that could be his generalization, but Henry Mejia is a Dominican that is not smart, and I don't think it has anything to do with being from the Dominican. I think it has to do with him being a moron, testing positive for the same banned substance, twice in the same season. That's got to be some sort of record. They got to put that on his plaque in Cooperstown, right? Same banned substance. Twice in the same season. (laughs) Seven innings pitched after coming back, and you get suspended. But what happened last night, even after all the bullshit, and then that's still... They're only a few games, they're a series out from being in first place in the NL East. Last night, as the crowd, the the well the the masses have been begging Sandy Alderson to make a trade. Begging him to make a trade. Do something. You got Tyler Clipper. that's great. We need a bat. We need a bat. This team doesn't score runs. We need a bat. So the rumors start. You hear it. You see it. You smell it. Carlos Gomez coming back to the Mets. Wilmer Flores, hey, you know he he's a he's a loose wheel on the Mets. He's been with the organization since he was 16, but the reports from Twitter are starting that he is part of the deal. He and Zach Wheeler, Zach Wheeler, who's on the shelf for the whole season, which I didn't know. Someone who hasn't gone through their t- entire Tommy John recuperation is a viable player to be in a trade. Maybe these trades are happening, and I'm not I'm not missing them. I'm I, I'm not missing. I am missing them. I mean, I know Tommy John surgery has come a long way, but to to be a part of a package deal like that, I don't know. It looks like possibly that could be the thing that held the trade up, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. What happened was the crowd started to read the tweets. They started to put things together. They started cheering this guy that, you know, they never wanted there in the first place that if you listen to WFAN all spring, it was about one thing and one thing only. It was Wilmer Flores and how I don't want him on the team. Thanks for taking my call. But they cheered him, they cheered him, they put it together, they they, they 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 were giving him a great send-off, and Wilmer got the message. He understood something was happening. Something was happening. So the players on the bench understood something was happening. They were reading the same reports. Maybe it was a Pablo Sandoval on the John thing, or the TV in the clubhouse, but they got the message. Terry Collins did not get the message. Wilmer Flores continued to play. Continued to play throughout the entire game. Well, not the entire game, he's eventually taken out. But as he's in the game, he starts to cry. You see this kid out there crying. You wish the rest of the Mets had that sort of passion to play and care that much about the team. But by the way, Terry Collins didn't know, didn't know about the trade, wasn't informed of anything. So Wilmer Flores is crying on national, well, television that will eventually... Everything's national television these days. That's such horse shit. Come on. It's all going to be national eventually. We We all have means and sources, the same means and sources that we found out about the trade in the first place. So Collins eventually gets him out of the game. And then we're told there was no trade. The report was bogus. It wasn't completely done. It was being looked at. Health records backed a lot lot of inconsistencies. If it was Wheeler's health or if it's Carlos Gomez's hip, he says he's never had a hip issue. Uh, Or no, his almighty agent who has never told a lie, just like George Washington, Scott Boris, said he didn't have a hip condition. Gomez has mentioned in the past he had hip injuries. Who the hell knows exactly what happened Then there were rumors that the Mets pulled out because they had to put a little more cash in. They're all viable. I believe them all. But now there's no trade. There's no trade. No one told and, and I feel bad for Terry Collins. You know, he's there to manage a baseball game there. He's not there to go through the timeline of his Twitter that he doesn't have. Sandy Alderson has got to make a phone call to him. And Jay Horowitz, or is the PR director of the Mets, or somebody with the Mets PR, has to put a tweet out. They have to say something. We are involved with all players. There are no trades. Final now. That's all you needed. The same things that those people saw about a completed trade, they would have seen that from the New York Mets. They probably wouldn't have believed them, because why would they believe them? The Mets lie about everything. They always lie to their fans. They treat them like garbage. And I give Mets fans credit for even paying attention or even listening to that stuff with with, with, with optimism. Maybe not optimism, but, you know, some shred of believability in your brain. Some shred. But today, you know... It, it was insanely embarrassing. It was just bizarre last night to see what happened to Sandy Alderson. You heard him earlier say there is no trade. Terry Collins in another world. Can't blame him there. The Mets, of course, shit the bed once again. But today's a new day. Day game. Let's put it behind us. 7-1 on those Padres. 7-1. They're showing, hey, we're going to put it in our rear view. We're going to keep moving. Forget about the 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 just embarrassment of the night before. The, the, the scene, everything about that thing stunk to high heavens. Goodbye, it's in the rearview mirror. It's in the past. I'm not here to talk about the past. Suddenly, they blow the lead. And, well, next thing you know, uh, well, all of a sudden you heard Joe and Evan there of WFAN in New York. Justin Upton, maybe a player that they could have possibly been interested in, but I mean, in reality, they probably weren't getting him via trade. The trade deadline is today, as you are listening to this. So, they blew a two out. So, this is, they're two strikes away from winning this game. And Justin Upton, that was the reaction you just heard. It's a home run to take the 8-7 lead. And just to make matters worse, you know, you couldn't just go to the bottom of the ninth, have the Mets go down in order and call it a day, right? You couldn't do that. God wouldn't let the Mets do that. God hates the Mets. God, you're you're a real bastard when it comes to the Mets. I, You know, Mets fans, they should have some sort of pass. Like, they should get some sort of tax deduction or something this year. Or, or maybe not even pay taxes. I don't know. What happens to them? I, I was trying to, before I was doing the podcast today, I was trying to think of something to compare it to. You know, being a Mets fan or, or this Mets 24 hours has been like, And I couldn't think of anything that actually equaled that pain, that incompetence, that overall disgusting sight, unprofessionalism at its core. I couldn't get anything. If you sold this to Hollywood about a hard luck team, they wouldn't buy it. They'd say no one would believe a team's that bad. No, come on. (laughs) A professional organization would really do that. I mean, the Cleveland Indians and Major League were more professional than that. But they blew the t- blew the lead. Rain delays. That's right. It started raining. There were two rain delays. It started raining, pouring. Cats, dogs living together. Dogs and cats yeah, living Bill together. Masses hysteria. Uh, had trouble getting the tarp on. Even the grounds crew can't walk and chew gum at the same time. And then another 44 minutes, and the Mets got to their ninth inning. Excuse me. Mets were sent down in the ninth inning. Completing their loss to the Padres. Unbelievable. I. What do you do for an encore now? What do you freaking do for an encore? But I will say this, Mets fans. I know you're down in the dumps. You're saying, I can't do this anymore. You're on that ledge. You're looking down. You're saying... Looks a whole lot better down there. Why don't I just take a walk? Just remember, after being... And Evan Roberts brought up a great point. It's not even just the losing, of being a Mets fan. It's the butt of the joke. It's, oh, that's so Mets. That's exactly what the Mets would do. Doesn't get much more Mets than that. Being the butt of the jo- a joke for so long. Keep in mind, you're still only three games out. Four and a half of the wild card. The season is not over. Your next game is tonight. Well, as you're listen, listening to this, I'm being letting you know. Friday night against Washington. You can change this now. Forget everything else. You can't dwell on the past. Move forward, they could be friggin' tied for first. After all this embarrassment, they could be tied for first. It's still hard to fathom, because they're on the back page every day of just jokes. Tied for first. Keep the faith. Now, do I think that'll happen? Who the hell knows? I don't have much faith in them. But, Mets fans, keep the faith. Moving ving on. I like, you know, the deflated ball, but. The decision handed down by the league yesterday is unfathomable to me. You know, obviously, Dan and Bell would love to figure out what happened to this situation. <laughs> you got it. I think I heard it all at this point. Oh, Oh, God. Alright, so, why am I putting on these headphones? There's a deal there. Uh, Four games. Tom Brady's still going to miss those for the defending Super Bowl champions, New England, Patriots. And you heard me say on this podcast several times that I didn't think he was going to get anything. And I'm learning things about doing a podcast that... There's no real positives to making outlandish and contrarian predictions. Because when you're wrong, you have to have talks like this and say, I was wrong. You're wrong. Oh, Oh, yeah, I'm really wrong. No, no, I'm I'm man enough to admit that I am wrong. Uh, And I'll tell you why. A voice you just heard, Mike Francesa, who... I know I talk about this on this pro about him on this program. Some of you may not listen to him, care for him, whatever the case may be, but he made me understand that, and I think a lot of people are guilty of this as well. I'm looking at Tom Brady and what he did from the point of view of an actual court, an actual court that you go to, not the football court, the judicial court. And they don't use the same rules, so I'm looking and say that Wells report. I don't don't know. I mean, it didn't really prove to me that there was enough evidence. Yeah, Brian, that, that it's not set up that way. Our forefathers, forefathers of this country, that. Whoever actually created the judicial system, I don't know if the forefathers did or not. I'm going to check that out, and I'll have an answer for you next time. I know they signed the, you know, Articles of Confederation and Constitution. Who created the judicial system? That was a Puritan thing, though, right? I think it's built off of the Puritan system. I don't know. (sighs) Who gives a shit? But when it's a game violation like this, I also learned, I like how I'm learning as I go along. You're learning with me. When it's a game violation like this, the commissioner of the NFL, and this has been collectively bargained, the commissioner of the NFL has the power. He basically runs the show. He's the judge, jury, and executioner. And some may say, that's unfair. That's collectively bargained because it is a in-game violation. And when you compare it to things like Greg Hardy, like I did on this podcast, You can't compare them. And for that, I was wrong. You're wrong. Oh, Oh, yeah, I'm really wrong. I can admit it. I was wrong. So, when Tom Brady decided that he didn't want to give his phone, that was almost an admission of guilt. When he didn't want to hand his phone over or just show them what he had, not even give the phone, to say, hey, all right, go through it. I'll be sitting right here. I understand the the concerns about privacy and leaks of the NFL. The NFL and the Mets sometimes are on the same page with how they operate things. It just doesn't make any sense. And it comes out making them look real stupid. The only problem is the NFL is going to continue being popular while the Mets fans are tightening the noose around their neck. It's different when you run the show and you are part of the show. But when he didn't do that, that was an admission of guilt, basically. And when he tr- destroyed his phone, they still haven't said how he destroyed it. Did he throw in a bathtub? Did he Did he set it on fire? Did he just smash it like a... Just say, like, fucking yeah, man, I smashed God goddamn cell phone. Up yours, Goodell. And you know what's funny, too? He also said, what, uh, Tom Brady destroyed his cell phone, but he didn't destroy the phone that he had. He always destroys phones, and that's a thing of his. He, he, he always does shit. I destroy my phone all the time. Fuck it. He said he always does, but the one before that, he didn't destroy. So I can understand maybe you destroying phones when you're a celebrity, not getting hacked, even though that had to do more with the cloud than anything with all the... All the 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 pictures of the actresses and everything that got out, but I understand where Tom Brady's coming from. He's a high profile, he's a high profile family. When you have the biggest supermodel in the world, but he didn't destroy the cell phone before that. So I'll tell you this, and not to make this about Mike Francesa again, but he is great when it comes to breaking news and discussing things as they happen. And yeah, we've had a lot of time to talk about <sighs> Deflate Gate and. The same comment has come up there that it's come up in so many scandals, whether it's sports-related, political, within your life, anything. The cover-up is always worse than the crime. Let's look at it here. Tom Brady is accused of deflating air out of a football. Something we didn't even ever fucking think about before this happened. Who ever thought, you know what, you really want to beat that team? You really want them to cover the spread? They should let the air out of the fucking football. That'll help. Whoever thought of that? If he came out and just said, listen, I did it, man, or or, or just I I don't know exactly the proper way of doing it, but to get spun in these spider webs of lies. He's like a guy on cops now. He's got himself in so many lies he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to get out of it. It's his friend's car. He's holding the weed for him. Somebody gave him the TV to hold. It's all bullshit now. You don't even know. You don't even know where you're going. Going back and forth, up and down, back right, back right, back forth, left right. I mean that. That essentially that's what you're doing right now. That is what you're doing. And he's fucked. There's no way he says he's going to federal court. Just like A. Rod said he was going to federal court. Lock, stock, and barrel. I'm going. You can't stop me. A. Rod backed out, and so will Tom Brady. Brian, what about not making predictions? Well, I'll tell you this. He's probably. Going to back out when his push comes to shove. Because what's going to happen here? How long is it going to take to get into federal court? He's then going to... its The season's already going to begun. He's already going to miss those games he's been suspended for. <laughs> what, 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 what kind of restitution is he hoping to get from the NFL? Some sort more money? It's not happening. And Robert Kraft, what a large piece of shit that man is. You know, he is such an arrogant, pompous asshole. He came out afterwards apologizing to the Patriots fans for withdrawing his appeal for the team fine. Because of what happened, he thought it would get some leeway. And we all thought that. We thought there'd be some sort of leeway when it came to the fine for Tom Brady. We thought the same way he thought. You know what? if I, if i take my i take the patriots business out of this we pay the fine you know you'll cut it in half like a lot of appeals process do like when you go to court and you get a speeding ticket just for showing up they say hey you know what we'll take care of this you you worked with us you know what we'll cu- we'll cut the fine in half or maybe we'll even throw it out he said you know what i'm going to make things easier cut the strings i'll pay the fine we won't make a big hubbub about it okay and you know what he actually said this is the arrogance of him he said I was. I don't have the exact quotes in me, but in me, but he basically said I didn't get a backdoor deal that I'm accustomed to, as I am a billionaire. If you're a billionaire, you got plenty of backdoor deals. It doesn't all work right out, right in the, right in the open, black and right. And I'm just saying words. Um, it's not all there. It's all be, a lot of it's behind the closed doors. He basically said, you know, I didn't get my my backdoor deal, and now I'm pissed that Tom Brady is a man of integrity. I have no. I have no horse. No horse in the fight. No horse in the race. I It, it is great seeing a douchebag like Tom Brady uh, just squirm. And he'll have pompous, arrogant things to say like he always does. He's been pretty quiet outside of uh, the press conference where he just told us all about balls. Became an expert on balls. And I think it was... Uh, Short little comments that uh, he's been basically having his lawyer talk for him, which I understand. He's caught in so many lies now, though. It's, it's, he's not going to get out of it. I, I can't believe that, you know, I went from him, him having no... I always thought he was guilty. I always had the idea that he was guilty. He knew it was going on. I just didn't think there was enough evidence to convict him. But I'm, I think I'm just watching too many crime shows or trying to equate that to the NFL, quote-unquote, justice system. So, that's that. This deflate gate, the story that will never go away. It will never, ever go away. We'll see what happens. The judge in this case, <laughs> Tom Brady destroyed his cell phone. Told the NFL he destroyed, I destroy cell phones all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm holding the weed for somebody. Yeah. Yeah, some guy gave me his car. I don't know. I don't even know his name. He's a good friend, though. Yeah, yeah judge tells NFL and NFL players you need to tone down the rhetoric. This is where the judge will grandstand because he knows the entire country, I guess parts of the world, who really cares. Most of the world doesn't care. We're trying to push it down London's throat. I don't know really how much they care, but he knows that he's on a national stage and that people are listening to him and looking at him. So he, he's gonna, he's, gonna, he's he's gonna he's going to let everyone know who he is. He's going to let everyone know who he is. Uh moving on, what else is going on today? Uh yeah, I had a conversation with Kurt Schilling. I mean, this is people wanted to hear this. It's on Twitter, it's really not much. Quick little conversation with uh Kurt Schilling on Twitter today about a very uh I never thought this would come it would come to this moment where I was talking about public bas- bathroom dumps with Kurt Schilling on the internet. I mean, mama I made it. I made it. I'm trying to look for the actual tweet here. It was kind of odd because he's saying, uh, where the hell is it? Okay, here we go. He he says, come on people, in a stall in public bathroom, some guy walks in, clearly thinks he's solo, rips about six second burst, no wash, exit, really. I said, geez, how long have you been in your stall to monitor all this? He said, I had to exit quickly due to white phosphorus explosion, it felt like. That really didn't answer my question. And my other question is, why is he in a public bathroom? He's just hanging around in public bathrooms? I mean, not not that people don't go to public bathrooms, but he's in a stall in a public bathroom, so he's taking a deuce. you are Kurt Schilling. You you, you can't find a, a private one or one that's not public? Maybe it's in an office, I should say. You know, maybe I need to be more fair to his dump story. Breaking down dump stories on Red Ticket Blues. Hey, if you want to listen to the show, iTunes, tune in radio. Actually, you know what? We're almost done. I'll save the horn until afterwards. Uh, what else happened? The Yankees, uh, well, shit, the Blue Jays picked up David Price today. And I was sitting there talking. I don't care. He's got to be, he's, just, ERA's high against the Yankees. Blue Jays don't scare me. I don't care about Tulewitzki. And then five minutes later, Mike Francesa of all people is breaking news: Michael Pineda may be out for the season, which was untrue. Uh, he is injured; could be out. He could be out for up to a month. And Ivan Nova is a bit injured—some uh, sort of dead arm, tired arm. But I guess he's okay there. Cece Zabathia is making the start. Is he start? Is that tonight? I think it's tonight. Yeah, they're they're playing tonight, right? I always get confused. Thursdays, I always assume they're not playing, and then I miss half the game. Uh, it scares me a little bit, though. Uh, and then you got Tanaka, yeah, eight hundred five. Sabathia, five point three eight ERA, four and eight against Gallardo, three point one nine. Okay. Um, what the hell was I talking about? Who the, oh, they got who the hell did they get today? Dustin uh, Ackley. Yeah, who cares? It's not really what I was looking for. I was looking for David Price. That's who I wanted on the team. But of course he goes to the Blue Jays and then I downplay it because that's what I do. But uh Dustin Ackley. You know, I I don't know what to say. You don't want him giving up all the they got all the good guys on the farm, you got Judge, you got Bird, you got Severino. You don't want him giving up that core because you feel like they could really do some damage down the line. But can't you give me something other than Dustin Ackley? You don't make me want it a little more, Christ. Romance me. That's all I got this week. I just had to, if you listen to the Bill Burr podcast, I just had to check in on you! Uh, as all these stories probably... Jesus, I'm at 30 minutes, but I, when you don't know what the hell you're talking about, you can talk for a long time, huh? I guess I got the gift of gab when it comes to knowing nothing. You can listen to the show, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and YouTube, and you can follow me all the time at Brian Buck 13 And when you're done listening to this show, you know what you're going to do, especially if you're on iTunes. You're going to leave a review. So this is the end of the podcast, so leave a review, or I'll come to your house and write the review for you under your name and then do other things under your name. Alright, it's great to hear from you. I'm talking to you, I'm not hearing from you. Enough's enough. It's very hot. I'm in my boxers right now. Yeah, you got that mental picture, you love it. Just pouring in sweat. Everyone, this is is how much, this is how dedicated I am. I'm like Wilmer Flores, I'm about to cry. I will sit here and sweat, blood, sweat, and tears for the Red Ticket Blues podcast. I'm out of here.